0: Just in case you were wondering where we are, let them know. going on, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy Croft. How's everybody doing our day-to-day lesson? I am so, so excited to welcome you to the Child Welfare Raising Awareness Podcast. Listen, y'all, this is the podcast that keeps you in the know about all things child welfare. This podcast is brought to you by Tuskegee University, the Department of Social Work, and I will be your host. That's right, your boy Croft. So if you are a student, current child care professional, educator, or parent, know this. You have landed in the right place because this is the podcast show where we will raise awareness about interesting child welfare-related topics. Now listen, I will be bringing on various guest experts to discuss real-world topics that relate to child welfare just to equip you for practice. I must say, y'all, it's going to be quite interesting to say the least. I look forward to seeing you soon. This is your boy Croft. We'll be hollering at you later. (laughs) Ha ha. Peace. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy, Croft. How's everybody doing out there today? Listen, y'all, again, here we are, here we are. I'm so excited, y'all. Y'all know what this is about. I mean, it's all about child welfare. I'm talking about the Raising Awareness podcast. Now, let me tell you, this podcast, it keeps you in the know about all things child welfare. You know, this podcast is brought to you about by none other than tuskegee university department of social work and i am your host that's right i'm your host spencer croft listen y'all we got a guest in the house today we got a guest in the house today i'm talking about jordan davenport hey listen listen you know jordan is a graduating social work senior at tuskegee university Jordan is from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and will be attending uh, the University of Michigan to pursue her master's degree in social work with a pathway of integrated mental health and substance abuse. I mean, Jordan is a member of the Phi Alpha Honor Society of Social Work, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Incorporated and a two-time president of the department's very own social work alliance hey y'all without further ado i want to introduce you to jordan davenport what's going on jordan
1: hello thanks for having me
0: everything good with you
1: Yep, everything's great. Just getting ready for graduation. Spending time with my line
0: sisters and
1: preparing to make this move to Michigan.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, you know, we're going to jump right into this thing. You know, you're getting ready. I know this is the exciting time of the year for all students. I know it is. So so So, Jordan, tell us about your TU college experience.
1: Uh, I had so much fun at Tuskegee. I honestly couldn't imagine having my experience at another HBCU or just another university in general. Um, I spent four years here on campus, uh, two at Tuskegee, then we went home for COVID, came back, lived in Auburn, but was still very involved on campus. I just have done so much and I've met so many amazing people, so many amazing professors and had so many different type of opportunities that I truly do feel like I wouldn't have got if I went anywhere else, especially when it comes down to the department and Dr. Jones and everybody who's in the social work department as a whole. They just have made my experience just, uh, it's just amazing. I'm really sad to go, but I'm excited to see the next chapter of my life.
0: Oh, sounds like a bittersweet moment. Sounds like a bittersweet moment. So, so, so were there any sports involved while you at TU?
1: No, I'm not a sports person anymore. Um, I played volleyball and I danced all throughout like middle school and high school. But then when I got to college, I was like, okay, I just kind of want to just have fun and just put all my energy into books. So no sports for me, unfortunately.
0: All right, all right. So tell us about your most memorable moments during your undergraduate college days. Talk to us about it.
1: Let's see. Um, For starters, when I crossed into, you know, the best sorority there is, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Shout them out. Um, Yes, of course. Shout out to Advantageous Forces, my line sisters, all 35 of y'all love them so much. Um, Let's see. So that's definitely number one. Number two was winning the Crisp Award and being able to fly um, with Dr. Jones and also my mom to Washington. That was the first time I had ever been on a plane. I'm definitely afraid of heights, but oh my, oh my. Yeah, I was able to, you know, suck it up and get up there. And I just had a great time being recognized and being around so many other, you know, Black social workers and doctors and everyone else that was up there was just amazing. So that was probably number two. And my last, uh, probably most memorable experience was just being president of SWA. It was amazing to see just how under my leadership, how fastly the club had, you know, grown and expanded and all the different type of opportunities that came with that. It was, it was great. So, yeah.
0: Sounds like you're a true leader. Sounds like you are a true leader. So, so, so why did you choose social work as a major?
1: So I chose social work as a major because growing up, um, I actually saw a social worker. I was in uh, children's therapy. And one thing that I immediately took a liking to was one that my counselor was an African American woman who also had children. So she was definitely able to relate to the experiences that I was going through and so from that experience I was like okay I want to help people but I don't want to be like a nurse I don't want to be a doctor or anything like that I actually want to get to know people for you know who they are and the type of situations and the backgrounds that they come from you know and be able to help them grow and be able to provide resources and materials that they may need to help spotlight you know well I guess, not really spotlight, but just to help them get to a better place in life. So that's definitely why I chose social work. I actually came into Tuskegee University as a psychology major with a Mm -hmm. social work minor. That quickly switched after, I think, my first semester. I was like, okay, psychology is fun, but my social work classes were really just interesting to me and I was like okay let me just go ahead and make the switch so I switched my second semester of freshman year and I've been with social work ever since
0: wow wow so you know did you have any favorite courses in social work yeah
1: my top favorite course was definitely patterns of drug abuse taught by professor uh Dakira Daniels she is an amazing instructor, Um, especially because we were at home for COVID, so my classes were online for about two years of my undergraduate experience, and the way that she just was able to engage us through the computer, that jump-started my interest into substance abuse, and ever since I took that class, I've just been all about like, okay, I think substance abuse is my path, you know, I really want to go in and help and make a difference, Mm. So definitely that was my top favorite course. I don't think any other course I took was they were all great, but I don't know. That patterns of drug abuse just really did it for me.
0: Wow. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. So so tell me a little bit about, you know, you did internship, right?
1: I did. I had two internships.
0: Tell us about those experiences.
1: Okay. So um after you get accepted into um the social work program, you have your junior internship, which I believe was about two or three days a week, I worked with Emerge Communities, where um, basically I went into low funded areas or schools in the Montgomery area. And I talked to kids about like relationships, financial literacy, you know, the importance of going to college and being educated and things like that. I really did enjoy that uh, internship. Um, I Previously, before I took that, I was like, "Okay, I'll never work with kids because I just I don't know something about kids and me. I feel like I'll get too attached to them, and I just mm. wouldn't know how to you know just separate my work and personal lifestyle, so I think that would be in my first internship really kind of you know just help prepare me. I definitely would you know wouldn't mind working with kids now that I've completed that internship um, I think the thing that I liked about it the most was that it was actually me and three other um well, two other girls, Um, Anaya Reeves, who is in my cohort, she'll be graduating with me in May. And then Talandra Banks, who just graduated last May, Uh, we were all together. So it was great navigating that internship, you know, instead of it just being just me by myself, it was, you know, all three of us together. And that was really fun. My second internship was senior internship. And that was pretty much like a nine to five, if you would say. Um, I actually did eight to four type of schedule just to make sure I had time for classes and stuff. But that was um, five days a week. I got up, drove to Montgomery every single day. So that definitely, you know, made me feel like I was an adult. I was like, oh, Lord, like, okay, I actually have to get up and dress business casual and get there and clock in and all this other type of stuff. So that was really uh, a new experience for me. That was probably my favorite internship. Um, That was with COSA, which is the Council on National Substance Abuse. In Montgomery, I worked with um, Mr. Stratford Moore, and that was an amazing experience um just going out and talking to people in the montgomery community about substance abuse because i definitely feel like montgomery tuskegee notasoga all those all of these smaller type of communities they need more education on substance abuse because you know i feel like they really don't have the resources as where me back at home living in tuscaloosa there's Four or five substance abuse clinics where people can go and get information from you know opposed to how it is down here so that was definitely a great experience um working along with cosa i actually got offered a job afterwards but unfortunately i had to turn it down because i'm not done with my studies yet i'm going to michigan as you know already so that was just a really good experience and i was glad that i had the opportunity to have both of those different type of internships going from working with children to, you know, actually get into my passion, which was substance abuse, which is substance abuse, excuse me, so yeah, it was really good.
0: So they're ready to hire you right now.
1: Yeah. They're, they ready, was, they to, <laughs> they're ready to hire
0: you right now. Hey, yeah. listen, that, that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. So, I mean, you know, you've had all of this stuff going on. So 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 tell us a little bit about your influence professors that inspired you doing your matriculation at Tuskegee University.
1: Okay, so um, for starters, all of my professors at Tuskegee are absolutely a wonderful. Every, everybody I've taken, even inside the department and outside, I can generally say I, I love to build relationships with my f- professors as the semester goes on, just because I just feel like there's so much to learn from anybody who comes into your life. So that's definitely something that I tried to make the most out of when I was in classes to try to, you know, Build these connections and learn these different type of lessons, and just kind of nitpick their brain and see, you know, what they know that can help me grow. But definitely within my department, um, Dr. Maya Martin is one of my also favorites. Her and Miss Daniels are definitely at the top. Dr. Jones is at the top. Miss Amalfi. Well, everybody's at the top. I can't even sit up here and just rank them because right, all of them right, are just right. yeah, all of them are amazing women who have each giving me like a little piece to take on my next journey. So definitely, um, Ms. Holston is included as well. They all are great instructors. I've taken numerous courses with all of them and I've done great in all of the courses and the work is, um, The work is good. You know, of course, as college students, we do kind of get a little lazy. We all like to work, you know, be overbearing with work, but they are definitely the most understanding staff. And I hear about, you know, other people in their relationship with their professors and, you know, how they might not feel supported. But I definitely feel like in my department, especially we are just like a close knit family. I know that if there's any type of resource I need, whether it's for school or just personal, I definitely know I can come to them and they'll help me out.
0: Wow, wow. Now, now this SWA, the Social Work Alliance, uh, tell us about that. I mean, what tell me a little more about that.
1: Okay, so SWA is a student led organization on campus. Um, it actually is a branch from, the social work department. And our purpose in SWA is to educate, advocate, and spread awareness to not only our students, but surrounding communities. And it's open for all majors, all backgrounds. You know, you don't just have to be social work. You don't even have to really know anything about social work. That's our job to come in, to kind of teach you just about, you know, what you can do and how you can work along to help you know to help other people. So SWA is definitely an amazing organization. I joined when I was in ninth. Oh Lord, not ninth. Jesus, um, freshman. My freshman year. That's when I first mm-hmm. joined. I became president my junior year, and I'm still president. Get ready to wrap that up and pass it on to
0: somebody else. Good deal. Good deal. So, how can other students join
1: that? So pretty much, um joining swa is very easy we have a very interactive instagram page at the beginning of the uh school year there's this thing called an organizational fair on campus where um different student-led organizations on campus will go and they'll showcase you know what their club or organization is about so um this year we definitely had a really big turnout i think we had like 40 people sign up at the organizational fair just alone and then through us like you know going out spreading word of mouth and we do throw a lot of events i definitely know under my leadership we was throwing events like two or three times a month so it was definitely one of those things where people would hear about it you know through word of mouth or through our instagram or just through me through my position and stuff or through my line sisters who support the club or um, if you're a social work major, you'll hear about it through classes, but pretty much you just express, you know, like, Hey, I just want to be a part of SWA. It's literally that easy. You pay your dues, you get in the group chat, and then you are just free to help c- us come up with ideas and participate in all these different types of things. So that's how you pretty much join.
0: Now, now, now that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Cause you do a lot. And, uh, <laughs> with this organization, where, did you have a, um, like a faculty advisor?
1: I did. My uh, faculty advisor was Dr. Maya Martin.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and how did she support the organization?
1: Okay. So this is the um, inside joke between me and my professors, especially uh, Dr. Jones. She talks about this all the time. So although I do have a faculty advisor, I am kind of the type of person where I do things on my own and then I let them know later. But of course, because through my training, I don't ever do anything unethical or anything, you know, just crazy. But when it comes to like ideas or different type of fundraisers, I will sit there and I will talk to like my e-board. But most of the time, it's just really just myself. I come up with these ideas. I plan them all out. And then I let them know, I'm like, hey, well, show up this date. This is what we're going to do. So that's like an inside joke between me and the department. But um, she was very supportive. Anything we needed, she was definitely always very hands-on. Along with Dr. Jones, her and Dr. Jones were definitely two of our biggest type of um, supporters. Anytime we needed like flyers made or anything for any type of event, definitely our breast cancer event, Dr. Jones and her, they went They went above with the breast cancer walk. That was our first time doing that. So that was a really good turnout. So I would definitely say as um, a faculty advisor, she's, she's great. She's also a faculty advisor for Phi Alpha as well. So she does a lot as well. So I just try to not really alleviate any type of pressure on her but I just have always been a go-getter type of person and I'm very strategic and analytical when it comes to planning stuff to kind of be exactly how I want it to be so she kind of finds stuff out at the last minute but it always turns out great and she's always like oh for you to just be an undergrad student like you just do everything by yourself and I'm like yeah that's pretty much right
0: wow Uh, so like like what that sounds like to me What that sounds like to me is that, you know, you, you see things, you know, before anybody else can see it, your vision wise, Mm -hmm. and you see it like nobody else can see it. So God can fix it up for you. Uh, I mean, you know, this, this is something serious because one thing you have to realize all the time, you got to see it before you see it, or you will never see it. Hope you remember that one. Listen, (laughs) we're gonna keep going on. We're gonna keep going on. So, what would you say to the members you're leaving behind and the new leadership about continuing the mission of the alliance?
1: I would tell them to always stay grounded and remember why why they wanted to join the organization. I know you know times are changing. This is definitely a more social media driven a uh, group that's coming up, up under me. So I definitely want them to remember that, you know, everybody's watching for one. And then also just remember how you can help others use what you have, use your resources and then build them up in a way that when it is time to spread your knowledge, spread your ideas, you're helping more people than you actually realize and to the next president um I just hope that they understand you know just the beauty behind just even just being a a regular member and definitely the beauty that comes with being a president I had no idea that my experience was going to be as delightful as it was I had no idea that this club was going to grow so much and how many people I was actually going to be able to touch and I feel like that's just the true mission of the club so just stay humble always come up with creative things and just use what you have to your advantage. And that's, that's my best advice for anybody who's in the club coming into the club and future leaders of the club. I just pray that, you know, all the groundwork, the foundation that I've laid that from there, a flower continues to bloom.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's good. That's good. Uh, again, I'll say it again, I said it earlier, you are a true leader, not heard. I heard you were nominated by Dr. April Jones and (laughs) then selected for two awards because of your work with the SWA. Mm -hmm. I heard heard that the first award was the Congressional Research Institute Social Policy, also known as the CRISPR award. Mm -hmm. I mean, Outstanding Student Award for 2023 Tell me about this distinct honor.
1: So for Crisp, um, actually when I won the award, it was it was a great day. I can I can honestly just remember that day. Like I we were at a conference. It was me and uh Dr. Jones and some of my other people in my cohort and I just remember her standing up and making the like announcement to tell people to vote for me and for some reason although I am a leader, I do kind of get shy when other people spotlight that about me. I just kind of like to do stuff under the radar and then you know just watch it manifest. So I definitely do kind of feel a little you know like I it threw me off but then I was like you know all she's trying to do is just to help me and which I did which she did uh, an amazing job at I actually had the most votes out of everybody that was on the ballot wow. I was the youngest person yeah I was the youngest person on the ballot I was the only HBCU person on the ballot so it was just like an honor to just kind of just show myself and to show other people that you know it really doesn't matter you know where you come from or the struggles that you faced or anything like that you know don't ever think that you're not qualified especially when other people see that you are and I feel like Dr. Jones kind of sees my potential more than I do sometimes which is why she pushes me so hard and she nominates me for all these different things because she sees something that can help other people and that's truly all I want to be in life is just an asset to others and just a resource for others. So it would—it felt amazing to win that award and be able to fly out to Washington. And like I said earlier, just meet everybody. And I heard so many like little gems and I just took them home and wrote them down and stored them in my brain. And so it was just an amazing uh, experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, every now and then, you know, you see different things in people, you know, they have it. They just don't know yet. And I'm sure mm-hmm. Dr. Jones saw that in you. Now, you also you also recently selected as the uh, CSWE, the Council on Social Work Education student recipient of the Community Partnership Action Award for the upcoming CSWE APM 2023 conference in Atlanta, Georgia, for your contributions of advancing community partnerships. How was that?
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Um... I can't remember. I remember, see, me and Dr. Jones talk so much. So sometimes when she tells me like, okay, I nominated you for this. I really don't think about it in that moment. I'm just like, okay, it's just like another award. But then when I really got the email and I was like, oh my gosh, like this has come from CSWE. Like this is who is over all the social workers. I'm like, and they, they recognizing me for my contribution. Like, like I said, it was just once again, an amazing experience. And I am excited to go to Atlanta and to be able to network again and just be able to share about um, SWA, because I truly do feel like if it wasn't for me joining and um, Dr. Martin seeing something in me to want me to be this leader and be this president, I, I wouldn't you know, have some of the opportunities that I've had and be able to showcase just how great SWA is, how great the department is, and just Tuskegee as a whole. You know, I really am, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I really am putting Tuskegee on, especially the social work department, because I know before I came, I didn't hear that much about social work department, but I know after I leave, I know just, I just know everybody's just going to be talking about it. So like I said, like, it's just an amazing and humbling experience to be able to be recognize for the talents that I have and recognize for the things that I do for other people and showcase that in like these big national and settings. It's, it's amazing.
0: Good deal. And, and and I'm glad you're coming to Atlanta. Well, come on, come on over here to the ATL. We'll be glad <laughs> to have you over here. That's right. That's right. Now, I, I mean, I understand you're a member of the Phi Alpha Honor Society for social work. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the association and how someone becomes a member at Tuskegee University? So for Phi
1: Alpha, you definitely have to be a social work major. Um, there are minors fine. You know, we, we love people who minor in other things, but we definitely love those social work majors. And I believe you have to have like a 3.0 GPA. I've always had somewhere up in the three eight, three nine. So I really don't know about the just, you know, like the bare minimum requirement but I definitely believe it's a 3.0 because it is an honor society so um, you get initiated you have like this nice initiation ceremony mine was over zoom but the one that we just recently had was in person in a uh, conjunct with Auburn's Phi Alpha Society so that's how you become a um, member my experience with Phi Alpha was pretty good Um, I came in under another president And um, I did have the chance to network with some of the members from Auburn's Phi Alpha Society. And then this year, we also had another president because SWA had my hands tied. So I couldn't be president of everything. So even though, you know, I could have if I really wanted to. Look at you, look at you. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) But I love to, like, share it with my other classmates and just to be able to see, you know, what other people can do and how they lead Phi Alpha. I actually just uh, was a guest speaker for another school's Phi Alpha Honor Society induction, which was um exciting for me, you know, just to be a guest speaker at somebody else's induction ceremony. But yeah, so Phi Alpha is definitely one of those things that's globally recognized for social work. It's, you know, very prestigious. Uh, honor society to get in it's not like you know oh I just want to be in it let me sign my name up no you actually have to you know show that you have a passion for it for social work itself and that your grades and that your expertise is going to match up with the missions of Phi Alpha so it's a great organization to be a part of
0: good deal I was just getting ready to ask you about you know what suggestions would you you know would you have the students who want to become members but I mean you know you you spelled it all out you spelled mm-hmm. it all out So tell us about your future career plans.
1: So as um, you mentioned earlier, I am going to the University of Michigan. I will be starting in August and then I'm on the uh, advanced standing pathway which means I'll start in August and then I'll turn around and graduate again next July. So I'm excited about that. After Michigan, I definitely do think I am going to stay up there. I know Miss Vanessa Jackson, Um, I'm not sure if she is Dr. Jackson by now I I honestly can't remember I'm gonna have to apologize if I mess up her acronyms but yes I met um, Vanessa Jackson who also graduated from the BSW program at Tuskegee she graduated from University of Michigan and she still lives in Michigan I met her on my visit, and I was just kind of talking to her about, you know, different type of plans for me once I do graduate. I definitely um, am interested in going back for my PhD, which will be fully covered from the University of Michigan. So that's great. I don't have to take out no student loans or anything, Right. but, right. um, <laughs> my, just my true passion is just really to be a, a substance abuse social worker. I definitely see myself opening up my own substance abuse clinic. Of course, you know, later on down the line, um, So anything like I just feel like social work is just such a broad field that I just even though I can't specifically say what I want to do, I just don't know where God is going to take me where he wants me to just use my talent and use my expertise to help other people so I don't have any concrete plans just as far as right now I'm just getting ready to enter grad school and, you know, as a first generation college student itself, I can't even imagine that right now I'm sitting up here talking about turning around and going back to school again for another degree. So I'm just really just blessed to just even be in this position right now.
0: My God, my God. I know, you know, we've heard that, you know, imagination is everything. Just the preview the life's coming attraction. I mean, you know, I, you, you got that imagination and everything going for you. And, 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 you know, we understand, we understand. And, and that Tu. Had an MOU with the University of Michigan that you received, you know, a scholarship. And then you you, you told us about the all-paid travel to the university. Mm. Uh uh, so 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 why Michigan?
1: Okay, so Michigan, I am one of those people that as I don't uh let me see. As I don't want to say it sounds shallow, but when it comes to where I'm going to be putting my time and my energy to, I honestly only want the best of the best. I want the best education. I want the best professors. I want the best type of experience that there is to offer. And that goes into why I chose TU to come. To school at you know tuskegee is the number three in the nation so i was like okay i'm coming from number three i need to go somewhere that's going to be even more challenging so that it can just push me to be a better person so um when i first heard about university of michigan at first i was like oh that's very far away but then i was like thinking and i went and i did my own type of research i'm like wow like they're the number one school for social work and i just went down i'm talking about i spent hours just like on their website just reading different students like testimonies and reading like their mission statement and reading their purpose and different type of pathways that they offer and then that's when it came i was like you know what i think that what i have and what they have is a good match i was like so let me just see if i can pull pull us together and see what that experience is going to be like so Truth be told, um, I only applied to University of Michigan. That was the first school and the only school I had my heart set on going to. I then turned around. um, This was just very recent. I think in March, I just recently applied for UAB, but that's just because it was just kind of like a difficult situation for me. I didn't know if I was mentally ready to move all the way to Michigan or did I want to stay somewhere closer to home, but Ultimately, I did choose to go ahead and commit to the University of Michigan on my uh, trip, just going around the social work, uh, the school of social work itself. It was just a very surreal experience. I can just tell that they just breed greatness. I feel like, me, I'm the type of person I can go, I can walk in somewhere. And if I'm the biggest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. I need to be in a space, I need to be in a setting where there's always constantly something for me to learn. And that's definitely what I feel like University of Michigan could and will offer me.
0: Wow, wow. You know, I know at the the end of all the podcasts, I'm always saying, you know, we strive for perfection, but if we settle, we only settle for excellence. And that's what it sounds like Mm -hmm. that you do all the time. And it sounds like during your leadership with SWA and the CRISP and the VSWE awards, all involves some child welfare outreach to the local community. Mm-hmm. You know, tell us your thoughts about uh, why, child, why child welfare social work is so important.
1: It's important because honestly, like our children, they need to be nurtured. They need to be. In these type of situations where they have people who look like them and also people who don't, that can help build their self-esteem. I know all the child welfare outreach work that I've done have been with, with children who look like me. And I remember growing up, I just remember how important it was to me to see a representation. Representation matters so much in this, in this world, and especially in this day and age with just everything that's going on. And I just feel like it's definitely important for us to take time to go back to nurturing our children. Like growing up, I always heard my parents and my grandparents say it takes a village to raise a child. And I definitely feel like that's still something that is very true. So with child welfare, um, I think everything that I do, I always kind of look at, okay, how can I be a role model? How can I make others into a role model? How can I turn around and find resources, find materials, find aid to help, you know, children who desperately need it because I am all for advancing, uh, childhoods. I I have younger siblings and I stay on them all the time about the importance of letting them know that, you know, this is the type of resource you need if you're in this type of situation. This is what you need to know if you're faced with this type of adversity or or the solution to this and that problem. So I feel like if I can do it for my own siblings, I can do it for other people and I can speak about why it's important to provide that for others.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, so how much of a difference do you feel you've made in, in the lives of youth? Ooh. Um, I mean, you've done a lot. You know, my goodness.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I have. And I, I really do hate to say this and I wish, uh, I wish I would have told Dr. Jones this before this podcast, but I really sometimes feel like I have imposter syndrome. So it's hard for me to be able to gauge how much of an impact I'm making on somebody. But if you're just talking about, but if I get out of my head and I actually just look at everything for, you know, the bigger picture for what it is, I definitely feel like I've had a a huge difference on the youth i can specifically talk about bridges group home which is in tuskegee i've done numerous projects with them from anything from like i said financial literacy to uh for drug for say no to drug week that whole red ribbon campaign i've done self uh improvement self-esteem type of activities with them just to like build up our youth we've donated clothes we've donated money to this is different type we did. we actually donated a $1,000 my first year as president to uh, Macon County's DHR. So I definitely feel like I've had a huge difference in the youth. I know even... Some of the people who are up under me, you know, juniors and sophomores who are, aren't are even in my club, they've come out to events that, you know, we've thrown and they end up messaging me afterwards. And they're like, you know, when you said this at this event, it really stuck with me. And the way that you made me feel so comfortable or so seen, it made me feel heard and this, that, and the third, you know, so it definitely makes me feel like I'm doing a great job. So that's, I th- I guess that's, yeah.
0: Let me let me tell you, you are doing you are doing an excellent job, an excellent job. Now, would you advise students to go to graduate school
1: if they feel like they need to, or they have a desire to go to graduate school? Then, absolutely, yes, I would definitely advise students to seek all types of higher education learning, of course.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Hey, listen, Jordan, I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this interview. You are such a a wonderful, I mean, you know, again, like I said, you are a great leader. And I I know I'm going to see you you know in, in lights and everything. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I, I I already want my autograph right now to just to say, <laughs> hey, listen, I know her. I know her. Now, now, now before we get ready to end this thing, now is there anybody you would like to think or shout out? If you, anybody out there you want you want to just shout out or just say, you know, hello to?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, my mom, Deborah Lewis, uh, I love her. She's definitely my uh, motivating. She's definitely just my whole backbone itself. So definitely my mom. So hi, mom. My family back at home. Uh, shout out to them. Of course, shout out to my line sisters. Like I mentioned previously, my chapter as a whole, Gamma Tau chapter of Delta Sympathetic Sorority Incorporated. Shout out to SWA, just Tuskegee. Just everybody who is associated to me in some type of way this is definitely for them so shout out to everybody
0: (laughs) good deal good deal now now any final thoughts to the podcast listeners
1: um final thoughts i would just like to encourage anybody who listens to this podcast to just remember your why um always seek to be great Honestly, seek to be better than great. And I pray that whoever is listening th- to this, that they just have an amazing day for one, but just an amazing career. And then just remember why they either wanted to be a social worker, why they are a social worker, or why they even thought about being a social worker to begin with.
0: My goodness, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, I need y'all to remember the name. I'm talking about Jordan davenport please remember this name listen listen this has been a great great session ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you so much for your time this time and until the next time i hope it's better than the last and as my dad would always say you're never out of business when you mind your own this is your boy grove we'll holler at you later peace Thank you so very much for tuning into the Child Welfare Raising Awareness Podcast. This is the podcast, y'all, that keeps you in the know about all things child welfare. Oh, it was a great time, and we look forward to seeing you next time for another mind-stimulating conversation. And until then... Remember, y'all, we strive for perfection, but if we have to settle, we only settle for excellence. This is your boy Crawl. We'll talk to you later. Peace.